hiking. Well, okay. You and I have gone hiking before. What's your favorite? A hard path or a like um, natural path? I, I prefer a natural path. Like, you know, some good dirt on the shoes, little windy, windy switchbacks here and there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, mind, I don't mind a hard path, though. Like, especially like if I've got the kids tagging along, sometimes that's easier. But yeah, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, oh, you know what? I feel like if you like a hard path, is that like a wussy way out of things? Or you know what I mean? Like, oh, you okay, grandma, you know, walk, you know, whatever. But then I thought about it. I it's almost like, okay, I love the natural paths, but then there's snakes in this area, right? And so I can't help but think like, okay, you're really at one with nature, you know, on the natural paths. And then if it's a, uh, you know, I, I keep this on saying carved, paved path, they still can cross, but I just feel like snakes naturally will see like concrete and be like, oh, peace out. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and the 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 nice thing about a paved path too is if it depends on your mindset, right? If you're like really trying to get from A to B, and like you're trying, you're going for efficiency and speed, like oh. trying to get the most into your, to your time outside, then sometimes that can be beneficial to have a very direct, something's already paved, laid out for you, you know, exactly where you're going. You know, you know, it's really uh, interesting that you mentioned that then, because like, like in podcasting, not everything is paved in stone for you. Sometimes you're crossing that natural path. Sometimes you're on a paved path, just depending on the type of show you're doing or type of episode. And I can't help but feel like, the mic is always listening to our conversations. Don, did you like that time? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the show? We're ready. Okay, let's kick this off. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Mike is Listening show. I am always excited to have these episodes go live because, well, why not? What an exhilaration of, like, just, oh, what's that word? Rush of energy. Oh, my gosh, I can't even think of the word. Oh, it must be... Thanksgiving on the brain here. So if no one's listening, that's great. But if someone is listening, hopefully you're traveling to see your family and friends. And I hope you arrive safely and sound and are still happy after the trip. So let's talk about today's episode. I know I'm corny, but I do think that the idea of tying in your personal life with your professional life sometimes can be extraordinarily beneficial. So case in point, today's episode is called Hi, Hi, Miss American Pie. Uh, I get it. It's Miss Marketing Pie. And uh, I'm going to be featuring a really good friend of mine, Don McKenzie, which I will introduce you to her a little bit more properly in a second. But before we even do that, what I want to talk about real quick is because it's Thanksgiving, let's talk about being thankful. And I'm not talking about in the context of being thankful for, you know, uh, just standard, you know, friendship, etc. What I'm really talking about is being thankful, professionally speaking. And um, we see this a lot in social media. And I think a lot of it has to do with etiquette that sometimes for those that are newer to playing the quote, social media game, you may not be aware of some things. And if you are aware of it and not doing it, maybe perhaps you could be a little bit more thankful. And what I'm saying is, is talking about 
reciprocation. And when we're saying reciprocation, like all business relationships and personal relationships too, is if someone does something nice for you, you want to do something nice in return. And I feel like in social media, we sometimes get a little, little lazy about it. And I'm not saying you're intentionally being lazy because I'm guilty of it of, as much as anything else, but it is, you know, if someone's taking the time to comment on your posts or if they're taking the time to do the like or the hand clap or heart emoji or whatever, and they're doing it consistently. I know you're busy yourself, but sometimes just, you know, if they're posting as well, reciprocate and do it in kind because you know what? Your network might be stronger. You might have a bigger, better social media presence. You might have a better following, et cetera, but we all come from somewhere. And if you can help pay it forward where someone else has, uh, you know, or is trying to develop their following as well or build their community, you throwing them a bone is so helpful. And all it takes is a little like 1.01 second of saying, ha ha, or heart or insightful or thoughtful, or if you're on other social media platforms, what other emojis are out there. So that's what I'm talking about being thankful in the social media business professional world. Making a comment is so huge. If you don't, if you want to know why I'm saying all this is, it's because of those algorithms. We're talking about marketing today and social media and having a digital media marketing strategy is so critical as we move forward from 2021 to 2022. If you don't have one yet, listen to what we have to say because I think there's some importance to maybe some value that may want you to think about that might help you think about over the holidays. So that is my quote rant for the day. And, um, you know, I hope it's helpful for you. And I hope that it is something that you, you want to indulge and look at. So on that note, I would like to welcome my very good friend, Don McKenzie with BPS technology. Don. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. So there's nothing more fun than having a network of friends that are just amazing. And Donna, you know, that we met what a few years ago, did um yeah we met at an event and it was um it was during a Dallas startup week and it was um uh, four years ago at this point maybe is it four it, maybe four years where does time flies you know what no I think it was four years ago but we didn't really connect until like six seven months after that Right. Yeah. Um, and so I had been there uh, assisting a couple of speakers that we had uh, placed and um, you graciously came up afterwards and said, hi, I'm Sia and I would like to be your friend. And I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what you did. You're like, okay. And I just remember your face going crazy. And I'm like, yes, I'm crazy. <laughs> No, and then we reconnected it for Digital Fight Club and um, have been kind of running around the innovation ecosystem of DFW ever since. And um, it, and then luckily it's blossomed into a, a friendship IRL, if you will. Ooh. Well, there's a reason behind all things. And so you, you, you are just as sweet as apple pie, my friend, but... <laughs> And it's going to be horrible. Okay, so full disclosure, everyone, Don's going to come over to my house and we're making pies this afternoon, okay? So, but I thought it was a really perfect tie-in in my own corny sense because Mr. American Pie popped into my head. But there's some truth to baking a pie and creating a marketing strategy. So, Don, you said something earlier that just killed me. Do you want to, do you want to state it for me or do you want me to state it? I I'll do it for you because you had your stroke of genius and it's this, your marketing plan 
is only as good as your business plan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, genius, let's talk about this. Yeah. So it's, it, and, and I can't take credit for coining that, but um, I worked with a, a really strong leader for a number of years uh, when I was in the, the consulting firm world. And, um, you know, every time that we would, we, we served a lot of different uh, internal clients and, you know, anytime that we, you know, got together, she would remind us, you know, our marketing plan is only as strong as the business plan. And it's, it's a great way for us to go back and really understand what are we trying to accomplish here? You know, I can put, put campaigns together all day long, but is it really going to get to where you need to go for the business? Um, and it's really become a mantra for me over the years, you know, because uh, especially in the role that I'm in now at BPS Technology, we're servicing a lot of, we're, we're incubating a lot of little baby startups that are using our technology and um, working with those presidents and leaders of each entity to ask them, you know, okay, show me your business plan. What's going on? Where do we need to get this year? What are your goals for the next quarter? What are your goals for the next 12 months? And then we can really decide which levers we're going to pull really hard, right? Are we going to lean in on social media really hard this quarter to gain followers? Are we going to lean in more on media relations um, because we need to get more broad brand uh, awareness out in the market? Or are we going to focus on content development and white papers because there's some really influential conferences coming up that we want to present at? Um, and so it tells us, you know, what audience is uh, most important. And, it, and usually the business plan is a, a key element of that is, is the buyer journey, seeing, you know, where mm -hmm. our buyers are. And so figuring out, you know, okay, do we need to build, you know, broad-based you know, just awareness for this company? Do we need to enhance their knowledge about our products? Do we need to uh, move them into that consideration zone? So all of those factors help play into to how we strategize to go to market. So you just, I mean, that was such a mouthful. And it's, I mean, I want to dissect this all down because it, it makes absolute sense. So if I were to do this pie baking analogy, um, it, it feels like to me then if you're saying, your marketing plan is only as good as your business plan. It's like saying, hey, if I'm going to be, you know, baking a pie, I'm going to need a recipe. I need a foundational, like, guide. You can make, everyone could just make a pie like we did as kids, right? We made mud pies. And we just kind of slap things together, right? But is that the result? Is the end result what you really want? So having a recipe, i.e. business plan to tie it all together. Now, would you say then and argue that the individual ingredients that make up a pie, let's say apple pie, you've got apples, you've got lemons, you've got a dough, and within the dough, there's sub, sub ingredients with that. Is that what you're saying is like those marketing initiatives, whether it be a social media or it might be a uh, event or white paper content development, are those the ingredients that you're saying is going to make that pie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got um, number one when you're when you're baking. Um, um, the one of the things that I've always indulged in a little bit is having really high quality ingredients. So, for example, I'll get my vanilla extract from a lovely place called Penzi's Spices because it's the double Mexican vanilla and it's really good. Um, and it's the same way that I would look at a piece of, you know, a piece of my marketing strategy where I'm not going to throw good money after bad work. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to slap together something at the last minute just to check the box. Um, I'm going to look for something that I feel really proud of and something that I feel like will, will actually be a, um, a quality ingredient to the, the marketing strategy. I mean, one of the great things about recipes, though, that we have to remember is that, you know, we can have a, a marketing playbook, which is essentially like our recipe, but we also have the agility and the creativity to stray from that sometimes. So we're able to say, you know what, this doesn't call for cloves, but I like a little bit of cloves dashed in. Um, or I know that my audience likes cloves dashed in, even though this doesn't call for it. Um, so approaching those with, um, with a mindset that it's okay to stray to um, meet everybody's tastes a little bit better. OMG. I love that because we do have to pivot at points, right? We do have to adjust for the market. You made another comment earlier about your audience because I say this all the time in podcasting, right? Who are you talking to? Who's your audience? But you took it a step further. Not only do you have to recognize and know who your audience is, you got to know what stage they're in because your audience at one point, they too have a cycle of their own pie making, if you will. So maybe they're in acquisition mode or maybe they are in a research mode. Um, you just totally gave me a light bulb on that, Don. It's, it is, it's about the audience, um, you know, maturity through that buying cycle. So some of it is not necessarily, you know, I'm ready to buy right now, especially this time of year, we find that, you know, the end of the end of Q4 is, a, is when a lot of folks are doing some pretty intense research on, you know, what am I looking at for next year? Um, you know, we're doing an email marketing campaign right now for one of our companies and um, it's getting great open rates. But what we're finding is that a lot of folks who are re replying to us, they're really in that uh, information gathering stage, right? I'm putting together my plan for next year. I'd like to see some, you know, dollars and cents and quotes. I don't have an RFQ right now, but I will in three months from now when I have my full plan for 2022. So it's up to us to kind of be that top of mind. And I, I heard a great um, uh, quote the other day. Again, I can't take credit for this, but, um, you know, somebody was talking about email marketing campaigns and they were like, well, gosh, you know, it, you know, there's this, yeah, yeah, that we've got this open rate, but people just keep deleting it. And it's like, yeah, but every time they delete it, they have to think about me. <laughs> so. and, and it's almost like, uh, I don't want to, it's really extrapolating, but it's like all press is good press. Sometimes you're just planting that seed. It's like that yeah. little tap on the window or like that annoying tap that your siblings, you know, would be like, don't touch me. I'm not touching you. It's a little email. And it's funny because I, I'm anti-email right now. I know. And I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, it's full of spam, as we say, but I do look at it. Like, I do notice people that are sending me notes. Sometimes I get annoyed of like, oh, you know, C is emailing me again kind of thing. But at the same time, maybe I'm not ready to receive that particular message, but there's that one time. You know, and time. And we're coming up on a great time of year where you're going to have some some PTO, some downtime, some some relaxing, some resetting, some thinking about what you want to get done next year. And uh, typically over the over the uh, you know extended holiday in December, I'll I'll take you know three four hours to go through my email and unsubscribe. Um, 
and and really think about, you know, did this bring anything to me this year? Well, not really. I still am not signing up for that gym membership. Still not going to renew that vitamin subscription. Uh, so I'll, I'll sit there and just go through and kind of, you know, clean some of that out. Right. And, and kind of hit that reset button going into the new year. But as a marketer, then knowing that even we are doing that, even we have the behavior of like, uh, no, delete, delete, delete. Or what I do is I write a rule and it goes right into a folder. Right. Um, but but do that we, doesn't mean that I'm unsubscribing from them on social media. Good point. Right. So, so I can still follow along passively and, you know, for certain brands on Instagram or, um, or, or Twitter, but I just maybe don't want it in my email inbox where I'm trying to kind of keep stuff more, more organized. Um, so it just depends. So let's talk about social media for a sec here because I'm intrigued. BPS Technologies. Mm -hmm. You guys invest into a lot of great like startups, like under your parent umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, and not all of these businesses are what I would affectionately call TikTok friendly or TikTokable, but they could be TikTokable. Like that's so, like, talk to me. What are your thoughts on social media? Because I'm going to pick on, um, oh gosh, let's, let's just, let's pick on uh, Verano's products. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's, it's basically a formula to enhance growth, uh, agriculture, especially in big business. Right. And it's done, you know, yeah, so they're get for, the yield the most product. Yeah, they're horticulture products. Yeah. Um, How do you TikTok or would you TikTok? Or is it something that like if the inspiration is there, would you do? Yeah, you know what? Verona is probably one of the brands we would TikTok. Um, but right now we're um, so Verona 365 is a, a company that specializes in horticulture inputs. And what do I mean by inputs? I mean, um, the things that go into um, uh, plant nutrient systems, making sure that those plants grow healthy, robust, you know, build good root systems are beautiful. Um, and we enhance fertilizer use. And right now, um, in particular, we're focused on a couple of different products. One of them is called Evo Factor, and it's for reducing the amount of fertilizer that's required to be used. So if you supplement your fertilizer with our Evo Factor product, you can reduce your rate by about 50%. Um, and then one of them is in uh, is called Thrivedo, and it's in the medicinal cannabis space where medicinal cannabis growers, uh, commercial size growers, can use the product to increase yield, bud yield, um, and THC in some cases, um, depending on the strain. Um, that particular audience is wild about Instagram, right? So, yeah. so they're all over Instagram. We find um, a ton of really good engagement there um, for, because it's a very visual product, right? I mean, it's, I grew these beautiful flowers. I, I grew this, you know, amazing looking tomato. Um, you know, I, things that are, that are grown in our grow chamber look amazing. They're fun to, they're fun to photograph. Um, I mean, who knew a lettuce trial could be so pretty, but it is, it's, you know, these gorgeous colors and, um, I, I also feel like the Gen Z too, though, like are really into that health earthy, mm -hmm. grow, sustainable, like eat more vegetables vibe. I feel like, I mean, did you know inherently like, oh, hey, this is popular on Insta because it's picture worthy or is it because you yourself, I know, are a picture taken fool. Like you take amazing pictures. And did you say, hey, I enjoy taking these pictures. So therefore there is something like, how did you 
when did that, how did it come up? That light it bulb goes back to the buyer. Um, because what I did was basically we looked at, um, you know, so Verona has only been around for a couple of years. Right. And so when, when I came on, I looked at, you know, I asked our president of the company at the time, I said, okay, who are, who, who would buy these products? And they gave me a list of companies, um, the top 100 greenhouse growers um, and nurseries in the country. And then I went and looked and said, okay, well, where, where are they? Um, and by and large, they are on um, Instagram and about probably 70% of them are on Twitter. Very small percentage of them are on LinkedIn as mm -hmm. companies. Now they're head growers and their business people, they are on LinkedIn. And so we've, we've, you know, that helps us determine our mix, right? So, so we see that all of these folks are on Instagram sharing beautiful pictures of the poinsettias growing in their greenhouse, beautiful photos of the mums that they've produced that, you know, we all put on our front steps over, over Thanksgiving right now. Um, and so that tells us, you know, we need to be there too. And just to your point earlier, even if I'm not there posting a lot of content, I'm there engaging with them. I like this. You're, this is beautiful. Like your, your team has done such a great job this year on, you know, supplying the country, with, um, you know, fresh produce. Um, and so we, we find that it's a great place for engagement. Um, and, and the same with, you know, LinkedIn, we get a little bit more businessy on LinkedIn, and then we get a little bit more, um, you know, soft, uh, I, I would say softer on, on Instagram. I, I'd almost, yeah, I, I think I agree as far as uh, when you say soft, I think it's more of like that less intentional viewing. Yeah, it's LinkedIn is all about, okay, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm in business mode, and I am an executive at this organization and blah, blah, blah. I feel like we're still all humans and we're humans on Insta. I feel yeah. like we're in business mode, professional mode on LinkedIn, and we're, you know, casual family mode on Instagram. That's kind yeah, of how I, think... I view it. Is that, is, that, is that how we should be looking at it? You know, I think that you know, for me personally on, on my social media channels, I kind of have some designation like that, right? Like, um, for example, you know, we talked about TikTokable, but, um, none of my brands are on Facebook, right? Because we're not a B2C company. And, and there's an argument to be made that maybe we should be, but, um, as a B2B company, you know, we've kind of determined our, our bread and butter is going to be on LinkedIn, our, uh, you know, to a certain extent on, on Twitter, um, and then Instagram for more of our, um, you know, soft side content. Um, but even, you know, for me, like I'll, I don't put a lot of my business professional updates on Facebook, um, because really it's just where my mom wants to see pictures of her grandkids out, you know, hiking and, and doing fun things and baking. I'll probably put some baking pictures later today on there. Um, I better but, clean my house then. Okay. <laughs> But, um, um, and then on Instagram, you know, it'll, <clears throat> Instagram for me is usually a blend because of, because of marketing as a field, marketing is a very visual kind of business. Right. And, and a lot of times we do, um, you know, I beg, borrow and steal like, you know, ideas off of Instagram all day long that people are doing because it's really fun. You know, you know, I've never really got into is, um, but I, I see it every now and then is like Pinterest. And I, I, people keep talking to me like, oh, how, are you on Pinterest? I'm like, why the hell would I be on Pinterest? Like, 
I, I just never got into that platform. However, what you just said, now maybe it's just another platform I should check out, is inspiration. So I find um, Pinterest really helpful for a couple of things. One is inspiration um, because uh, you will find tons of recipes there. But also um, one of the things that I've always gone to Pinterest for is infographic inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people have some really terrific just design um, uh, boards that they'll pin things to. Um, and, uh, you know, over the years, it's been one of those things that I kind of gravitate back to when I'm feeling stuck and I'm like, okay, I've got this data. How do I want to put it out there? How are other people putting it out there? What's the best practice right now? Um, and looking to see. And so Pinterest definitely serves um, a great purpose when it comes to visual content. And I mean, content creation is going to continue to be, you know, a huge trend into 2022. So it's, it's not going away. Content is king. Okay. You have your challenges. BPS is a great company and you work with some amazing leaders, but if what you can disclose without naming names, when you first came on, how hard was it for you to say, Hey guys, I know you're a little bit more industrial minded, maybe more mechanically inclined. How hard was it for you to convince them that having a marketing overarching strategy that does include content creation that includes, you know, digital platforms like, you know, social media platforms, did you have a hard time winning them over? You know, when it, so the long and short of it is I really didn't, <clears throat> they were very gracious. Um, and if I brought an idea forward, um, they were really all in, they just said it, it's, it, they were a little, you know, they really just said, show me, right. Like let nothing's nothing's off um, nothing's off limits, but just show me what what this could look like, um, and it's kind of a little bit um, like I would say, you know how sometimes we don't want to you know just open up a recipe book and try something blindly. We want to taste the pie and then we'll ask our friend for the recipe because we want the proof is in the pudding. Pudding, yeah, uh, pudding in the pie. Oh wait, yeah. proof is in the pie. Proof, proof okay. is in the pie. Um, you know, so once you've tried it and you decide that you like it, you know, then you want to go make more of it, right? Um, and so that's really kind of what um, what I did from the outset was really presented everything as consider this a pilot, right? Let's just, I'm not, I'm not asking you to get married. We're going on a date. Like, let's, let's just try, try this. If we don't like it, we can shelve it. We can try something different. Um, and, and sometimes it was coming to them and saying, look, here's an example of some of where I've seen this work before, or here's an example of where I think that this could work for us if we adapt it in this way and kind of put our own, um, you know, fingerprints on it. Um, and so really, you know, learning um, and reading them that way, uh, you know, my executive leadership team, you know, coming to them with ideas, that was why they brought me in was to be, you know, an idea generator, which, as you know, I can sit and do all day long. So, so oh, that was no problem for me. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Every time we hang out, I learn something new because you, you have you're such a wealth of knowledge and you have such creative ideas on things and there's like little things about you that like you're so funny you remind me of like you know that you know i've mentioned it before but you know life is like a box of chocolates and you're just give me one little chocolate piece at a time so the more i'm getting to know you i'm like wait what you can sing hey everyone duncan sing 
Don can sing. If you ever want to have like a karaoke night, Don can sing. I'm on it. And poor Dawn has to listen to us people that can't sing, sing. She's a gracious individual. Oh, no, it's so fun. <laughs> but, um, but, okay, so if you had any advice as you go into, as we're looking at going into 2022, right, what is one thing that you think, okay, any marketer should have in their playbook as part of their recipe book to fulfill business plans? What's the one thing we should just start off with? Look, this is going to be music to your ears, and I swear I'm not pandering, but um, but it is about content creation, right? And and there's <laughs> and there's all different kinds of content, um, and so you have to figure out what works for you. But I will share. I brought props. Um, I will share two tremendous resources that that truly sit on my desk, and I use them if not once a week, twice a week, three times a week, it just depends. And, and these have been my go-to holiday gifts for marketers in case anybody has a marketer on your list that you need uh, to, to buy for. Um, but there's this great book, oh, Better Data Visualizations, and it's by um, Jonathan Schwabish. And he goes through and he's fabulous on Twitter, by the way, um, give him a follow there. Um, but this is like the Bible of all different ways to visualize data. And so mm -hmm. for anybody out there who's you know, going to be struggling with an infographic or data to crunch, you know, my companies are big into research. Um, the other one is my well-worn copy of Weekend Language. Andy Craig, it's telling more stories and using less PowerPoint. I wonder how you would do that, Sia. Mm, how would one do that, guys? Podcasting. Mm, podcasting. Yes. Mm. So, hey, pander away, girl. I don't care. Yeah, no. So, 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 um, weekend language, though, is really just about how to get out of your own head, right? I mean, the way that we tell stories around a backyard barbecue with our friends while we're baking or, or karaoke nighting or whatever um, is very different than how I might present to the board. But why? Why is that? Right. And so maybe I should be doing my presentations more like I'm talking with my buddies because it engenders authenticity. It shows uh, it builds a connection um, and it makes people like you more when you don't have 52 slides to go through. Well, I mean, I think that's that one elusive bridge is like if you can make an emotional connection to a thought or a concept, it's going to be that much more mem memorable mm -hmm. and make you more likable. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, oh my gosh, John, I could talk to you forever. For those that want to get a hold of you, um, how could they get to know Ms. Don McKenzie? So you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously, Don McKenzie. Um, and then you can also find me over on Twitter. Um, I have like an OG Twitter handle I've never let go of, and it's um, at Sugar and Stitch. Um, uh, an ode to my my hobbies and my loves. So at Sugar and Stitch over on Twitter, um, you can always find me over there. Beautiful. And so everyone, please hit up. And I'm going to actually add those books to the the notes, um, and we'll add that because I too should definitely be reading that because you you do these little drawings and stuff like that, and I always admire how you put your images together. Now it makes sense. I just thought you were a genius, Dawn. <laughs> Oh, my secrets are out. We, yeah, can also put, we can also put some recipes up in the show notes today, Sia. Ooh, see you marketing genius, you. And you know what we should do? We should do a follow-up and show up our picture, our pictures of our results. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So, uh, John, it's such a pleasure having you and I really appreciate you. Um, I do have uh, one thing here again, if everyone wants to get to know Dawn, please, by all means, uh, reach out to her. One last thought for the mic is listening for those that are in the Dallas area and you're interested in learning more about global leaders organization. We are celebrating 2021 on December 9th at 6 PM. If you are interested and you would like an invite, you need to reach out to me. There's only one S Y Y a in the freaking universe. Just Google S Y Y a outside of the, I think it's, um, now that I think about it, I think there's a yo-yo association in Sweden, but outside of that, there's only one S Y Y a C a, that is anything to do with business. So hit me up. I'll be happy to talk to you about Glow, but also talk to you about if you're interested in um, meeting some fellow entrepreneurs. On that note, have everyone happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy your family. And if not, read some books that will take you away from the family. And uh, I guess we shall see you next week on happy another Thanksgiving. episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye, guys. Bye.